0: that you can use in your own classroom. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. There you'll be able to find out about all of our platforms, as well as sign up for a free 30-day trial. Dr. Mary Berkner is currently a curriculum advisor for Charanga, where she has had the pleasure helping develop music curricula for general elementary music classes. She also serves as adjunct assistant professor in the School of Music at the University of Florida. While there, she has taught numerous different undergraduate and graduate classes and has directed the University of Florida Flute Ensemble. She's also served as the adjunct assistant professor of flute at UF. Prior to her time at the University of Florida, she taught general music for grades K-5 to in Michigan, grades K-2 to in Texas, choir for grades five and six in Texas, and preschool music in Florida. She holds a PhD in music education and a master's from the University of Florida and a Bachelor of Arts degree from Denison University with a double major in music and education. She is pleased to have performed as flutist with the Ocala Symphony Orchestra for over 15 years and maintains a private studio teaching flute and piano lessons. Joanna Mangona leads both the instructional design and music teams and is the award-winning principal author of Music First Elementary. Joanna has been Head of Learning, Curriculum Development and Music at Chiranga for over 12 years and has a wealth of large-scale curriculum design experience in multiple countries. Prior to Chiranga, Joanna was Head of Elementary Curriculum at Lancashire Music Service, one of the largest school districts in the UK with over 400 elementary schools her performing experiences as a woodwind player in a variety of contexts and genres She is the composer of over 250 songs for education and is author of the classroom pop series by chester music well folks i am very excited for the second episode of our sixth season uh, to have uh, a twofer uh thursday if you will um Music First Elementary was uh, um, launched back in April, and we have hundreds of schools now using it. Uh, And I thought it would be a really good idea to get the people behind the scenes uh, to talk about this incredible product. So I have two fantastic music educators, uh, Joanna and Mary, who I've talked about in the intro. Uh, This is the first podcast I'm doing that has people from two continents, both being Uh, together on one podcast so Joanna and Mary welcome thank you so much for joining me today
1: thanks Jim very excited
2: to
0: be here excellent so before we jump into um, kind of where music first elementary came from and and its parent company Charanga I would Mm -hmm. love to get uh, uh, and we'll start with Joanna I'd love to get uh, like the five minute thumbnail snapshot of your career because Joanna, you and I have met a few times, uh, absolutely fascinated uh, with your career, and I think our listeners would be too, and Mary as well. Um, Just really cool that we've got uh, kind of a very different uh, set of of backgrounds and different uh, geographies. So, Joanna, if you could get started, and then we'll turn it over to you, Mary. That'd be great.
1: Okay. Well, hi, everybody. And Jim, I'm really excited about this as well. So, as you can hear, I'm British. I grew up in Bristol, um, which is a fairly large city in the southwest of the UK. And I went to school and loved music from the very beginning, Learned the recorder in school. And then when I was about 11 years old, I started to play the clarinet. That developed. And then I studied performance on the clarinet and the saxophone at university. And... Um, playing all different styles of music all types of music and that's quite important actually for mm. what we've you know designed with music first elementary i always was interested in every style then um i went to live in south africa and studied uh started to study my masters in ethnomusicology
0: wow i did not yeah. know that that's very cool
1: yeah it's really cool and i studied with darius brubeck dave brubeck's son wow in- Durban, and then I came back to the UK and I was thinking right now I could carry on doing some performing but actually I really want to get into education. So what I did is I started working for a local music service. Now a music service supports the teaching and learning of instrumental teaching and curriculum music within what would be the equivalent of a district I suppose in the US and this is a pretty big district. It was in the north of England Called Lancashire and there are about 500 elementary
0: schools amazing that's by the way that's where my mom's from my mom's from Widnes, so uh that's, I love Lancashire that's right I remember now, I, that. now and I know that Widnes is now in Cheshire but it really is Lancashire that's uh, my mother will always say that so
1: and she's right
0: absolutely
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so I quickly uh I, I started working for them I became head of Woodwind and then uh ran all their elementary programs now very interestingly at this point, the government, in its infinite wisdom, decided to introduce a programme called Wider Opportunities. Now, this must have been about 15, maybe more years ago. Mm-hmm. And that every child aged eight would be given the opportunity to play a band instrument in the classroom, but it would be free. So all of a sudden, all of these instrumental teachers had to go and deliver whole-class instrumental tuition. Oh, now, my. Yeah. Now, I know you have a kind of a, a different approach in the US, but it, it, this wasn't a band approach, but it would be like a whole class of clarinet and saxophones with a load of eight-year-olds. <laughs> you basically wanted to pull your teeth out because it was <laughs> such hard work. Anyway, I, I ran that for and just dis- and started to develop my own materials and my own songs, especially for those lessons. I realised very, very quickly that children would not be able to play those instruments for a long amount of time because they're so small. Their hands are small, they're small. And so I thought, right, let's see, what can I do here? So I wrote some songs that would incorporate playing beginner notes in the middle of the songs, if you know what I mean? So a play-sing approach. Also, they might do some improvisation because actually they've got a lot to deal with. They've got to put these instruments together, they've got to play them. We can't learn to read music at the same time. We'll leave that for a bit. So we'll have a sound before symbol approach. We'll do some singing, some playing, some singing, or some improvising, or some, some composing. Then we'll perform what we've created. Now, there, quite shortly after that, is when I met Mark Burke and Paul yeah. Fletcher, who are the two directors of chiranga And they were uh, looking to partner up with districts that were running music in the schools. And we quickly... Got on.
0: I'm sure and they're, <laughs> they're, they're ended, great guys. They're great.
1: They're wonderful. I love them. And I ended up working for them basically. So I ended up doing a bit for Lancashire, a bit for them, and then moved to them. And we devised initially a program for that very setup that I was talking about for teachers mm. to use, for instrumental teachers to use in the classroom. That was called Inspira And it was based on all my songs. And we'd sing, play, sing, set up, sound before symbol, improvising, composing, basically loving music. Um, and we'd cover all different styles, etc. Anyway, that happened, and then elementary school teachers, curriculum teachers, were saying, "Hang on a minute, what about us? We'd like this." So the next step was, I developed a scheme of work um through Charanga, um, and now that scheme of work's used in well, with by over sixty thousand teachers across yep. the world and in the UK, you know, by up to 10,000 schools. So, and, and remember the UK is not very big. So, you know, it kind of took off, which was initially when we did it, you'd laugh, we were a bit naive, to be honest. And um, all sorts in there, all sorts. And I wanted it all to be integrated, you know, all of the different styles of music, improvising, composing, singing. I wanted kids to love music, teachers to love music. Anyway, over time that's developed. Um. And here we are. And I will talk about Music First Elementary in a minute, but that's probably enough about me for that's now. That's great,
0: Mary. Very fascinating. Uh, 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 Joanna, fascinating. Thank you. Uh, and, and it must be pretty um, uh, gratifying to know that your work is being used by that many kids. Very, It cool. is.
1: It is very cool. And some, do you know what? Sometimes I've been on a train and I heard some children singing
0: my songs. Oh, like, there you go. That is <laughs> wild. That is wild. All right. Uh so Joanna, thank you so much. Mary, let's hear your uh, your story.
2: All right, thank you, Jim, for having me. It's nice to be here with both of you. Uh, yes, I'm the American side of this project and I grew up in Michigan uh, and loved music from just when I was a little tiny child. I started piano lessons. I played flute all throughout high school and college. And in college, I went to a tiny little school called Denison University in Ohio where I double majored in music and education. And then I got my first teaching job right out of college, teaching in a small um, a country school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really interesting because that was my first experience having to write a curriculum because there was nothing for that school district. Of course. <laughs> so uh, that was my first venture into curriculum writing. But after that job, I went back to uh, do a master's degree, which I did in flute performance at the University of Florida. Oh, Cool. And then I moved to Texas, where I taught elementary music and intermediate choir. Wow. Had a lot of levels um, in a variety of places. After that teaching job, I moved back to Florida to do a doctoral degree in music education. Um, And so then I taught preschool music in Florida while I was doing that. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And then I took a a job at the University of Florida because I hadn't taught college yet. So I thought I should round this out.
0: Oh my goodness.
2: (laughs) You all ages. So I've been in Gainesville about 18 years. And while here, I've taught music education courses at UF. I've taught music performance classes, including the flute studio. I currently teach online for their master's in music education program. And that's really exciting because I work with teachers who are in the classroom teaching music Mm. I get to hear what they need as teachers to do their yeah. job. Wow, that so, yeah, has been an interesting component, and I've also taught instructional design courses here at UF.
0: Oh my goodness! So I think Sim. I
2: brought the academic side maybe to this yeah. project. Yeah, no, it's been great actually. that, has isn't it? Gosh, yeah,
0: that's uh, that's amazing. So you've done literally every. I mean, have you taught marching band?
2: I have not taught marching band. Come on.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome! So, thank you, ladies, for sharing that. It's really, you know, very disparate um, experiences, and uh, but but really all with one goal, and that's to get kids excited about music. So, um, Joanna, you mentioned charanga. A lot of people in the United States may not have ever heard of charanga, and you mentioned Mark Mark Burke and Paul Fletcher, dear friends yeah. of mine. Yeah. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about what charanga is and 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 its kind of It's history there in UK schools.
1: Okay. So Charanga is an online music learning platform. And basically we're supporting teachers in the classroom. So elementary school teachers and high school teachers actually in the UK and instrumental teachers supporting them in their delivery of music. Now it's basically teaching music through technology. So you've got kind of me and my team that create the schemes at work or curriculum and we've got a development team that create the uh, resources or the apps to support that delivery and so it's all online it's a cloud-based resource so you you get a login to use in each school in the UK that uses it which is the majority of the schools currently they've got their own login Uh, the teachers log in they choose what they might want to teach so they can go through um, kind of quite a, I don't know, a, 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 yeah, a curriculum pathway. It takes you week by week, almost minute by minute through the curriculum. If you want to, if you're not as a confident a teacher, or if you're more confident, you want a bit more of a flexible flexible, sorry, approach, you can pick and choose the resources you might want to use. You can even upload your own and create your own lessons. And then you can even share those with the kids. So there's lots and lots you can do. now. Yeah. Sorry, Jim, did you want to ask
0: me No, something? no, no, go for it. Right. Keep going.
1: So, so, so there's the whole curriculum side of it. There's the whole instrumental side of it. We cover every band instrument. We have a kind of a band approach as well. We also have a lot of um, creative apps. So we've got something called U Studio, which is a digital audio workstation. Work- it's amazing. It's fabulous, isn't it? And that's kind of, we're kind of bringing that into the US product now as well, creating projects for elementary schools to use flexibly and taking you through it. The thing is for me as well i mean when i first started out with all of this you know quite a long time ago i wasn't confident with technology but it does support you and it guides you through it and i don't think teachers need to be afraid of that and that's what we're finding here we've kind of i don't know we've we've empowered a lot of teachers
0: mm. really
1: um creatively and with technology so really it's music through the technology um and this, this, the curriculum well <laughs> in the uk we have what we call a national curriculum, which is a couple of bullet points, really. Um, And of course, in the US, you have your standards. And that's another story I'm sure we'll talk about later. Mm. So creating um, a curriculum for the UK, it's hard because we don't have a lot to go by. But what we've created this sort of methodology through, as I told you earlier, how I started teaching. And it's all song-based. So singing is at the heart of the curriculum and all the musical learning unfolds from that song. Um, And it's a spiralled curriculum. Now, that's the most important thing, because I think um, other curriculum I've heard about, like Quaver in the US, their learning is quite quite a segregated approach. Ours is completely spiralled and non-segregated. And it all leads to playing together and performing, because music's about playing and performing and being practical and singing and loving it. We just want kids and teachers to love music. So they'll again learn to sing a song. They'll learn about the context of that song. Um, they'll learn about the social themes that might link to that song, the historical context, through some beautiful apps that you can have a look at if you get a login. Um, some lovely apps that take you through it. Now we're not tied to the screen. We can move away from the screen at any time, you know? Yep. Um, but the apps support the learning if you like. Mm-hmm. So we'll maybe sing the song, contextualize it, then we'll learn to play our instruments with the song. We might learn to improvise and compose with it, and then we'll perform it. Um, and then we're learning all of these all of this knowledge and skills through these different song this different song-based approach this immersion into the song. and then we're repeating the knowledge and skills in greater depth in another context, perhaps in another song, you know? Mm. Yep. so and it spirals again. So that's basically what what we do. So Mark and Paul started all this about twenty five years ago. They had um, a guitar course, a guitar coach course, and yes. then yeah, which you know all about, Jim. Yeah. And um, and then they moved into the kind of instrumental world. And then as as I say, with music services. And then again, we started into this this curriculum world. So now we've got a mix of everything in there, and it's kind of really
0: exciting. Yeah. I'm, and before I turn it over to Mary, I think for our U.S. listeners, mm. um, I, I speak both languages, you know, U.K. music yeah. education and U.S. Okay. music education, just because yeah. of the position uh, that I have. Yeah. And I think a lot of U.S. music educators and Mary, I, I you probably well, I know you'd agree, but I, hopefully you've seen it with your own eyes as well, would be completely, the the way that music education that is taught in the UK is just vastly different than it is here in Mm -hmm. the US. And it's not to say that one's better than the other. That's not the point, but it's just different. And so in the UK, you will often find at the primary school level uh, that there is not a music specialist that, that is employed by the school. So instead, the classroom teacher will be thrown into the, now you have to teach music, and charanga, yeah. while charanga is, you know, meant to be uh, used by a music educator, a lot of classroom educators yeah. who may not have that, you know, uh, experience or, or expertise, it's perfect for them. And the the other thing that I find fascinating about UK music instruction is this idea of the instrumental, you know, ensembles, quote unquote, like here in the United States, it, you know, we have a very formalized approach to ensemble yeah. And uh, in, in fact, it's the heart and soul, for better or for worse, of U.S. music education is the ensemble, the performance aspect. But in the U.K., I remember going to my nephew's school. He goes to Kingswood uh, in 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 Bath, not too Good far luck. from Bristol. And nice. um, I watched a music class, uh, and I was both horrified and mm-hmm. you know fascinated at the same time because there was a kid with a, a cello, yep. a, pe- a penny whistle. An electric, yeah. an electric guitar, a recorder, a, do- a doombeck, and a trombone, and and I looked at the music teacher going, "What the heck are you going to do with these kids?" And what yeah. what Charanga has done is, and I, and I'm so proud of the work that Mark and Paul have done. And just for you know, disclaimer to everybody, Chiranga and Music First are owned by the same parent company, or, um, or have ownership uh, from the same uh, uh, parent company. So I, that's how I know Chiranga so much is that mm. they took this kind of wild situation yeah. and made a product that would be perfect for yeah. it so that it doesn't matter what the kid is playing, they're going to have a, a meaningful music-making experience in the classroom.
1: Absolutely. And do you know, that's what you just said there is brilliant. Um, and that's what they took me on. I could be the wild situation mm. because that's what I was doing, you see, and that's what we'd got thrown into at that point in time. Before I'd met Mark and Paul, yeah, I was having to create all these parts as well for all these kids thinking, oh, flippin' heck, now what happens? I've got, you know, a clarinetist and I've got a bassoonist or whatever, and uh, everyone's together. So that's exactly what we've done, Jim. Um, yep. Each piece of music on this curriculum, on all our curricula, has accompanying instrumental parts for differentiated parts were at four different levels for each instrument under the sun so each band instrument you know including strings etc etc so that if you've got a person in your class who plays the violin or who plays the bassoon who plays the tuba there is a part for them to join in yeah it's awesome want to play the glockenspiel or the recorder i don't want to play that i want to play my clarinet yeah
0: yeah, (laughs) exactly and and we're going to get to that in a bit but it's it's that's one of my favorite aspects now mary to turn to you um you know the, I'd love for you to describe the work, that how you met with, how you became involved with this and the work that you did to Americanify it. I remember about six or seven years ago, I met with Mark and Paul and I gave them like this long list of this is what you'll need to change and adapt to make this fit the American model. How, what is What was your involvement? How did you become involved? In, and what did you actually do um, uh, to, uh, you know, Americanify an amazing uh, curriculum for the UK?
2: Yeah, thanks, Jen. That's a great question. Well, I was hired in 2021, um, along with a team of music educators from across our country. And our main goal at that point was to align the existing curriculum with our national standards which most of you would know are quite different and more detailed than what you would see in the UK. Yep. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> we had many meetings. It was a very detailed and thoughtful process to see um, where, where there were similarities in the two countries and where the differences occurred. But this curriculum was developed with all of the artistic processes that are covered in the national standards already. Right. Yeah. Can I might just interrupt one second. We did just to emphasize, we did,
1: Design a completely new curriculum for the US. The methodology was based on mine. And then I designed a completely new one for this. Oh, that's
0: right. That's right.
2: Mm. Yeah. So those processes, the creating, the performing, the responding, the connecting, those opportunities were already there. And it was just a matter of wording those items in a way that would make sense to American teachers. Mm -hmm. And then also reworking the lesson plans so that the flow was appropriate um the curriculum maps would make sense in an Americanized way and then developing some assessment tools that also highlighted the learning objectives for each lesson
0: yep so you been, been, yeah so I mean who how many teachers were there on this and and how much work was it to uh because you know to Joanna's point it, it is a brand new curriculum so I don't yeah. want anyone to think that you can just pull something out of the UK and, no. and and switch a couple of words and it's now an American curriculum. It was start That's from the very but it's me. more the the philosophical approach yeah. uh that that was used. So the very important distinction, Joanna. I appreciate that. But you know, Mary, what what how what was how long did that process take? How much work was it? That kind can of
2: I just, can I
1: just say, Mary and Jim <laughs> how many Saturdays of our lives will we never get back
2: married? Exactly. Uh, we worked very hard Jim we had we had different teams of people. We had a team of four people for K through two. Oh. we had a team of four people for grades three through five. Mm-hmm. And so we worked in small teams before coming together as a larger group to align. Um That's all brilliant. Day. And so yeah, we worked for about a year on this, maybe a, a little longer even. Yeah, I think it was longer. It was like just like, yeah. And mm-hmm. so the alignment that was just the alignment process, and then, was just, <laughs> <laughs> and then the rewriting of it has continued to evolve and is still evolving. Yeah. Um, so great. And prior to that, I'd already
1: I'd spent kind of a lot of time uh, speaking to various groups of teachers around the country, um, Native American educators, African American educators, etc. So I'd, we'd had quite a big team involved already. Yeah. So this was to purely started to align the standards, as Mary said, and then it grew from there.
0: Got it. So what I'd love to, because people who are not familiar with music first elementary yet, first of all, you can uh, go to musicfirst.com and and, and I'll put a link in the bio section of the podcast. So you can go get a free 30 day trial. You must see it, but um, maybe we'll go uh, back to Joanna now. And, you know, give us in a in in as uh, kind of a concise way as possible, mm. what is Music First Elementary and why would a teacher who might be using other software, whether it's Quaver, whether it's Music Play Online, whether it's Essential Elements, music, Class, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. Why would a mm. teacher want to use this uh, instead of or in conjunction with those other products?
1: Because it's really exciting. It's yeah. modern it's the quality for me, the musical quality is just fantastic. Our team of producers are wonderful. And I really, one of the big things for me is I wanted the music to be real. I wanted it to be authentic. I didn't want it to be dumbed down because a five-year-old has a brain, do you know what I mean? And they listen to music. We need the reality of that. It's flexible. It's engaging. It can support you if you're a bit worried and a bit nervous, but also if you're very experienced, you can pick and choose. It also looks at um, social and emotional themes, you know, Mm, and the reality of the world and links to the reality of the historical realities, cross-curricular elements. There's lots of connections and contextual work there. It's a spiral and non-segregated curriculum. It is, it teaches you to, well, it supports you in teaching
2: music musically. yeah. 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 To add to that too. Um, I think this curriculum would appeal, will appeal to a variety of teachers from a variety of backgrounds. We mm-hmm. have teachers come from band programs, choral programs, maybe they just have a piano background, but there's elements in this curriculum that are usable and flexible for any kind of teacher. Yeah. And as Joanna said, with it being modern, the music that is being used, I think, especially for the upper elementary grades will be exciting for that age group
0: agreed you know the the funny thing is and and it's a good point and then i want to get to the what's actually in the curriculum um is that you know by the time a child gets to kindergarten or pre-kindergarten uh, you know that child has probably listened hopefully to hundreds if not thousands of hours of music whether yeah. it's whether it's their parents music whether it's their siblings music whether it's a friends music yeah. Um, and in the world that we live in now, I mean, the world that you, that the three of us um, grew up in is a little bit different than the world yeah. that these kids live in.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: you had to go to a record store to buy music if you wanted to listen to it. These kids can listen to it on on, on their own little, their tablets, if you will. Yeah. Um, the kids come in to kindergarten, already Taylor Swift fans or Luke Combs fans or yeah. Drake fans, they already know the music that's out there they're not coming in with like this old man he played one uh as as their like playlist on their iPads you know what i'm saying they <laughs> yeah. come in with and it could be the obvious my when my children were little uh i got them into tom chapin and mm-hmm. raffi and like you know children appropriate music but yeah. at the same time as much as i was trying to shield them from the pop world they loved you know Hannah Montana both my girls were obsessed mm-hmm. with Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. and I I took them to concerts so your thing about modern music don't dumb it down for a kid because they're 6 uh you know there's appropriate music for them but you know right. it it don't shy away from using music that they listen to at home cuz you know, there's so many great videos of little kids bopping along to, uh, you know, to Childish Gambino.
2: Exactly. Uh, you know,
0: yeah. So uh, yes. it's it's a really important point.
2: Yes. And I think this curriculum does a nice job using both of those kinds of music. Exactly. We have the traditional children's songs. We have traditional folk music. And we also have something that's more modern and popular, so you can appeal to many different interests.
0: Yeah, love it, love it. So the actual curriculum itself, like let's pretend we're trying to visualize it in our head. When when a user when a user opens Music First Elementary for the first time, what are they going to see? What are they going to do? Um, how are they going to use it? I don't know which one of you would like to take that one.
2: Do you want to take that, Mary? Sure, I'll start with that. Okay, uh, sure. It's a very navigable, easy to use website. Each grade level has a page with six units. And within those six units, there's a focus of a musical spotlight, which gives you a little bit of music theory to tie in, as well as a social theme. So the songs in each unit relate to some sort of social um, emotional development skill that we're trying to encourage teachers and students to develop. And then they can work their way through a variety of six songs in each unit centered around those two themes. Um, and within each unit, there are a variety of activities that include playing instruments, improvising, composing, singing, performing, and then there will be a few assessment tactics that can be used at the end of each unit. Um, Joanna, would you like to elaborate? Yeah,
1: just as absolutely, that's great, Mary. And it's all song song based learning, as we've said before. It's all contextual, so. Mm-hmm you know everything links to everything else now that is a really difficult thing to design and and to produce actually technologically as well but it's just far more it makes far more sense you want kids to understand that things are linked I just remember thinking when I was even at university thinking that you know Mozart was born then he died then someone else was born and they died actually everything links up together doesn't it it does and that's, and I know that sounds ridiculous now. It's kind of a really old fashioned thing to say, but it's great for kids to to get that kind of, I don't know, uh, the timeline, the, the, the canon of music and how it all works together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And within each unit as well, we do cover a, a number of different styles. I, I kind of designed it so that would happen. And those styles would link to some, to to American history as well. So that, that comes into it. And again, that can be cross-curricular and social, as Mary says. Um.
2: And Um, of course, also um, teachers are able to customize these units. So, if your particular teaching scenario um, allows you to do extra, or maybe you don't have time to do everything, you can have. There's a flexible approach here that can happen. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean the thing the thing that struck me when I first saw the software and and Mary's the first thing out of your mouth when I asked you to describe it is that it's easily navigable, I think is that. And I love that. Um, It's super easy to use, right? There's, there's, there's kindergarten through fifth grade. Each grade has a set of six units. Each unit is based on a social theme and within each unit uh, there are songs. And then the song-based approach that Joanne is talking about, I don't think can be overstated enough how cool it is, as well as the spiral curriculum idea and yeah. for those of you that are like, I haven't heard the word spiral curriculum since I was in intro to music ed back in, uh, you know, 1980, whatever, um, for me, at least, um, you know, the spiral curriculum is that you're not just doing a drop in on a song, and yeah. then leaving. And and so the kids come in, they sing a song, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, a song from South Africa, if you will, it makes yeah. no sense within context. It's just you're learning a song today, you learned a couple of movements happy clappy everybody go on your way and we'll see you next week instead and this is why i i, I it can't be overstated enough i want to make sure that everyone understands is every single lesson every single song leads to the next skill leads to the next yeah. it's like a piling on of skill building yeah. and and that's within each unit right so it's mm-hmm. you know within each lesson within each unit and within each grade level the kids are constantly adding to their, um, to you know, putting another arrow in their in their quiver, if you will, they're they're adding to that musical knowledge, and it's brilliant the way the way that you guys have done it. And the other thing that Joanna mentioned in passing, and I want every elementary teacher to just listen to this one again, is that often we silo within our own school in an elementary school the band director never talks to the general music teacher the orchestra director never talks to the you know usually at least in american schools the general music teacher for an elementary school is almost always also the choir director and then there's there's a part-time instrumental person that comes in might have three elementary schools that they deal with in a week but they you almost never get any kind of interactivity with them interaction But you'll see in any elementary school in the United States, at least uh, that offers instrumental music, you'll see cases, instrument cases in a classroom. The Mm. idea of a kid who is learning to play the trumpet, being only allowed to play that trumpet after recess on a Wednesday during their 20 minutes of band, when they could be pulling that trumpet out in the middle of a song that they're Mm. learning in their general music class is a huge paradigm shift for music education in the United States. It doesn't happen. Right, What will typically happen, and I'm sorry for talking so much, but I I get excited about this stuff, is that the the general music teacher might have a set of ukuleles, they might have a set of boomwhackers, and that's the instrumental music portion of their class. But instead, and this is what Joanna said, is that, yeah, you can still do those things, but that kid can pull up a trumpet and they've already got the music transposed for them that fits beautifully into the song that they're learning. You don't have to write anything. Mm -hmm. Do I got that right, Joanna?
1: You've got that absolutely right. right, absolutely, and it brings people together, doesn't it? Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's
0: it's so Mary. I mean, do, have you seen this in action? Do you have you uh, because Amy Burns, who we brought on as our elementary yes. education consultant, she's already using this uh, in her class. She loves it. She swears by it. But did as part of the kind of development process, did you get to see it in action?
2: You know, that is a piece that's still coming for me because it's um, new and just now on the market. Right. I have been in close contact with Amy Burns, and she has been wonderful in providing feedback. Um, she has and been so positive about how it's working well for her students in her yep. school. And yeah, I, mean, um,
0: that's, it, it is, I mean, I want to see that. That's what I'm trying to get to. I want to see an elementary general music teacher bring in those kids who are, who are learning violin and give them a violin part that they can play for their friends rather right. than <laughs> twice a year where they're up on a stage in like a white shirt with a red tie or whatever they're wearing exactly. you know they pull out that instrument and and if music making becomes part of the general music class as well yeah. and yeah. not and not just like let's pull out the boomwhackers there's nothing wrong with boomwhackers but if there's yeah. a violin there why is it sitting there dormant
2: Yes, and to that point, I think teachers are so busy, they want to be able to differentiate learning, yeah. and this tool gives you the, a way to do that without having to reinvent the wheel.
0: Yeah, awesome. So before I get to the last couple of questions, because I've only got about five minutes left with you guys, believe it or not, wow. uh, I, I want to know um, uh, about the creative apps. So what I think, when when I, when Paul and Mark first showed this to me over a year ago, my mm-hmm. eyes lit up like dinner. Dinner plates when I saw the creative app. So um, Joanna, what what mm. what what will a teacher find in that creative app suite?
1: Well, the creative app suite is fabulous. And actually, most of them are incorporated within the curriculum. Mm. Now, we've talked about the digital audio workstation. Where, wow, where do you even begin with that, Jim? Yeah. Um, Kids can create their own music in a really modern and exciting way. They can create their own tracks. You, you can work with stems. Oh, it's fantastic! So there's that. That's a thing on its own that you'd
0: pay. And, really. and, and they can do video. I, I just and video, say. yeah. You can do we'll, film scoring with your elementary yeah. kids included in the software. That's exactly. Just because cool.
1: because we're just about to do a project on that. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's um there's a couple of composition apps There's a music uh notepad resource where it's uh it's just like you can you can start to um use music notation. So you can uh, find, choose your clef, your time signature, your key signature. You can write your music out beautifully. You can change it. You can you drag and drop the notes in. Um, you can save it. You, there's all sorts of stuff you can do there. You can work in any key with uh, uh, many different time signatures. Mm. That's also included within the, the curriculum as well. Um, there's a, a simpler compose app where we give you um, a backing track and you can compose over that in a backing track of all different styles um what else have we got we've got oh the rhythm grids now they're great the rhythm
0: grids are very oh,
1: cool yes we like the rhythm grids And um, that's a really simple concept you know how you like have flash cards with different rhythms on well you've got that kind of online in a grid and you can you can build up rhythms you can do it the kids can do it you can swap them around you can clap them back you can play them back all sorts of things like that there's a what's the other one there's the um, percussion writer again creating percussion, uh, 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 riffs, et cetera, et cetera, all sorts. I can't think of missed anything out. There's loads. It's really worth having a look just for those, actually. But I do worry that people need to realise that they are also incorporated in the curriculum. So you've got it all at your fingertips, really. Um, And to support all of this, obviously, which we haven't mentioned, is a whole bunch of – there's over 10,000 pages of supporting documentation and lesson plans.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's overwhelming how much, yeah. and it's there, it's part of it, you can access it, yeah. it's, it's really great. Mary, I have a, a question for you, um, you know, now that it's, that it's out there and you've seen it, what's your favorite part of Music <laughs> First Elementary, what's your favorite thing, if you
2: have one? Yes, that's a great question too. Well, I love that there's music from many genres and styles, um, and as I mentioned, particularly music that appeals to older elementary students. But this modern approach to music teaching and learning, it just offers so many opportunities for composition and improvisation, which I think teachers sometimes struggle with in the classroom. Yep. And I love the relation to the social themes that are tied to each unit. Um, so I think, you know, as teachers, we're always looking for something fresh and new to do. It's nice to have new music to teach and new tricks in our bag to pull out. Yep. So I think this offers all of those. For a teacher who maybe has it mostly figured out or all figured out, but just wants to keep fresh or for a new teacher who is really looking for some guidance on where do I start? What do I do? Um, it's, it's really a nice curriculum for a variety of teachers.
0: Yeah. And to me, the music is authentic and that's extremely important. Um, oftentimes in with other products, with competitors, with other things that I've seen over my 30 plus years in, in teaching music, uh, Appropriation is one way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, dumbing down, um, uh, uh, Americanifying. I don't. I don't know the right terminology, but mm-hmm. oftentimes when you see music from other cultures, um, th- they make it almost the most stereotypical piece of garbage music from that culture yeah. um you know like for example the music of mexico why is it that every curriculum has to have the the hat dance mm-hmm. in, in its in it when, when that that is absolutely the furthest thing if you were to ask uh somebody from mexico what is the most representative piece of music or or what are some the, the Mexican hat dance would never enter into their vocabulary. You know what I'm saying? So what I love about the song selection and Joanna, what you've done stitching them together is that they're listening to authentic music sung by authentic musicians made, you know, in, in, in a modern way and not just dumbing it down for, mm. okay, now you know what music in Mexico sounds like. Let's move on. You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's my favorite bit yeah. of it.
0: Yeah. I, I, mine too. I'm going to say that. I just think it's, I, I love the fact that that the music is authentic and that it's well-produced. So I've only got a minute or two left with you. So I'm going to ask you both um, the advice question. We'll, we'll skip the magic wand because the, the magic wand is that every school in America, elementary school will be music, music first, elementary. But what advice would you guys give to elementary music teachers out there who might be a little nervous? Mary, about using technology, you know, how did you get, how did you get into it? Like what, what advice would you give?
2: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, well, technology has become so pervasive in our society. There's no escaping it. Hmm. Um, and I think teachers sometimes don't know where to start, particularly in music, because it's such a hands-on live scenario in making music. So I would say, start small, yep. uh, use what works for you and your students Technology is always changing, but it provides opportunities for delivering content in a variety of ways that allow you to connect or engage students maybe differently than you've been doing. Yep. And so I think just you need to strike a balance that works for you. Oh,
0: excellent. Excellent. Joanna, what would you say?
2: I'd say don't be afraid because
1: all the support's there and mm. we are guiding you through it. So the technology, yeah, it's integral, but but the, the music is the main thing. So if you just follow it through, and as Mary said, start small. Don't worry. Just, just, you know, it's there, and, and it will guide you through it. The curriculum guides you through it. So I, I really think don't be afraid and just go for it. That's what I would say.
0: No, I, and I appreciate that. And what I want to point everybody to is uh, last month I posted on my blog the top 10 reasons to use Music First Elementary, And Amy Burns has put together an absolutely brilliant set of 10 videos that show the various parts of the software so that you can see for it, see it for yourself and know right away that the way that the team at Charanga have built it is with teachers in mind and the feedback that they receive from Mary and the team of U.S. music educators uh, is built on the way music educators here in the U.S. like to use software the, the, and like to uh, teach elementary music. So the the resources are there, the documentation is there, and the Music First support team is there. Uh, and, and we're going to be running, uh, you know, trainings uh, for all of our new Music First elementary teachers. Um, I think that's really important. Don't be scared, start small, and and, and don't be afraid to reach out. For some support. well Joanna and Mary, it has been my absolute pleasure uh having the two of you on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day uh, to to speak with us and I'm sure I'll put um uh, more information in in the uh the footer of the blog so if people want to reach out they can. but thank you so much. I hope Mary you have a great um, year at uh, University of Florida down there in Gainesville in the swamp. And Joanna, I'll be over in the UK next week. I, I hope to uh, mm-hmm. hope to be able to see you then. So thank you so much both for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank
2: you. Thank Jim. you. Appreciate it. All right. Love take care, care, guys. Take care. All right,
0: bye. Thank you for listening to Profiles in Teaching with Technology from Music First. For more information about Music First please visit www.musicfirst.com. If you would like to stay up to date with other music teachers doing innovative things in their classrooms with technology, please subscribe to our podcast through whatever outlet you listen to podcasts on. Thanks for listening.